Netflix book club. Netflix book club. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Netflix book club episode. I don't have, I have no idea. I don't even know. know I have no idea. When this is coming out. I have no idea. Uh, My name is Dennis Rooney. I'm here with my partner. Steve McDonald. Hello. Hello. And uh, we are here today with our guest, Actor, producer, comedian. I don't know why I put actor first. Hot sauce connoisseur. Hot sauce connoisseur, (laughs) entrepreneur, business propositioner. Dresses like a skater still somewhere. Dresses like a skater, but that's how rich people dress. I mean... Wait, Marcus Cardona, everybody. Yeah, hey guys, what's up, Marcus? (laughs) How's it going, man? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for being on. Your look is definitely like you rated... A pack sun <laughs> at the mall. Yeah. Oh, we could do visual roast now yeah. because we've gone Circa. video. Circa it what? 2005? I'm, 2006? I'm just trying to, yeah, basically. I, I was at a mall <laughs> near, I was at a mall in Boston a year ago and I walked past a pack sun and I was like, this is still a company. And I'm very surprised. It's still the coolest company. I um, mean, we're trying to get sponsorship it? from pack sun. Uh, Are we? <laughs> this is Netflix Book Club. As always, rate, subscribe, review, find us on iTunes, Stitcher, all that stuff. Like the Facebook page, any social media that we have, which I don't even know anymore. We're so all over the place. We're on all the social media. We're on everything. Every check out, social media. Check out old episodes. They're doesn't, evergreen. It doesn't matter what social media. We're on it. FetLife. Um, Ooh. Are we we're on, on FetLife? Absolutely. Get us on there. We're on FetLife. We're on Thrinder. We're on, uh, we're on, um, I can't come up with any other really They're on ones. Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves is <laughs> still rolling. That, we're on that website never worked the way it was supposed to. We're on Grindr. Uh, okay. No. So, this week we watched, you know, as we as you know, we're trying to do focus right now on like Netflix original movies. Uh-huh. And uh, we haven't done a rom-com, I think, in a long time. We haven't done a rom-com in a long time. A long time. We watched Always Be My Maybe. Uh, Whose idea was this? This was, this was my idea. idea. This was your idea. Yeah. This was my idea, but I had talked to Marcus a little bit at a show recently uh, uh-huh. about the movie, and I know that you had feelings about it. Clearly, yeah. also. I'm a, oh, by the way, I'm Asian. Like you could see the video, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things. It was, it was, I literally, it was, it was I literally had moment. a moment in my head. I didn't want to say it. I'm glad you said it. <laughs> well, no, where what I was thinking was, was that I was like, I was, well, no, because what I was thinking to myself was, who picked this movie, and then you're like. And then you're like, I did. And then the first thought that I had was, was so you brought your one Asian oh, yeah. friend to come and talk about. It does seem really racist if you present <laughs> like, it like No, that. what are you talking about? Yeah, we are going, we are crushing boundaries and stuff like that. <laughs> the line of blurred. Yo, Dennis Rooney can watch all the Asian stuff he wants as long as he doesn't fetishize it. But I get the pass. it's considerate. <laughs> no, that is a good point. Okay, so you didn't choose this movie, but you were talking about it a little yeah. bit. Uh, just just real general. What's this movie about? What did you think of it? Pass fail. Hit us with it. Oh, so it's it's a rom com. Um, but it's like something that like most ho- like with all Hollywood things. Uh, it's just like one of those ones where there wasn't a lot of representation for Asian Americans and stuff like that. Like there's Asian rom coms and those are all over the top magic swords and stuff like that. Then there's like <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians, which was just like. Only rich people can fall in love yeah. if you're Asian. This movie was kind of yeah. like Crazy Rich Asian. Just one. Yeah, yeah just, just one. one. Just Ali Wong's character. But she, yo, she started off poor. She was like, she, did start off she was poor. eating spam in the beginning. <laughs> she was eating spam, but she also, I don't know, was San Francisco expensive back in the day? I mean, I mean, it was a major metropolitan area. It's not like yeah. it's not expensive. It's not, it wasn't like it is now. So it's it's a rom com, kind of set in San Francisco. These two friends. Who are lifelong it's not friends? Kind of set in San Francisco. It's set in San Francisco. No, they go to New York. Some New York for stuff. like ten Her minutes. Cuisine is transcontinental, as yeah, I that's remember true. being described. So you know, it's got a earthly feel. <laughs> like transcontinental, like <laughs> continental breakfast at hotels. Exactly. <laughs> like watery that's eggs. Exactly. <laughs> watery <laughs> eggs and a uh, and a plastic packaged muffin. Ooh, yeah, you got those, those are the ones. best muffins. But they're free. Hotel breakfast. We could tell. We could tell all of us are petty against road work. Like that. I like that you and me are at least acknowledging it's terrible, and he's only on the basis that it's free. I'm like, it's a free meal. <laughs> yeah. I've had so many free hotel breakfasts from hotels I haven't even stayed at, and free if it's for free, it's for me, especially breakfast. That's a good point. A I guess that any hotel, you basically could just walk in and eat their continental breakfast at any oh moment. Yeah. Never thought about that. Use the bathroom. You also just go to church and just 
pretend to be religious. Oh, but then I gotta. Yeah, sit through an hour. I could just walk into any random hotel and eat like cornflakes or whatever. Cornflakes. I'm like, you started bottom barrel cereal. That's true. <laughs> you could have gone like a higher tier one. Yeah, that is. I wanted to go like frosted flakes, but I didn't. You didn't want to sound pretentious. I didn't want to sound pretentious. <laughs> just like I'll eat all the frosted flakes at your continental breakfast hotels. All right, hold on. Free breakfast aside. Yeah. <laughs> Always be my maybe. Childhood friends, Asian Americans in yep. San Francisco. Uh, a tragedy happens. One of the kids mm-hmm. loses uh, one of their parents, yep. and it kind of starts off really Disney. Yeah. It did start, yeah. But basically, they go their separate ways. They don't talk for years and years, like 16 years. And then they find themselves coming back together in a romantic way. Ooh. And it's funny. And it's funny the whole time. So, long story short, that's it. Marcus, do you recommend this movie to people? Stream it? Don't stream it. I say stream it, for sure. Um, I'll say this, like... I've never met another Asian Marcus, and then they're just like, okay, we're going to open it up with this. I'm like, okay, this is relatable now. <laughs> <laughs> did it make you feel special? I did. did. I was like, oh, shit, is I mean, Marcus? I was like, damn. There's <laughs> representation, and then there's like, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait a minute. This guy smokes pot, underachiever? <laughs> sorry, you I'm sorry. don't give that away. But we don't, I, yeah, that's true. That's true. But they did, uh, there is one scene, he like works, uh, he works like as HVAC a- AC install installation, and he's like wearing like the one, the one like single outlet, the coverall, and I'm like, I've worn that same outfit. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. I was like, this hits too home. I was like, too on the nose. I was like, damn it. I'm like, I'm like, and just if his parents start yelling at him, but his parents were cool. His dad like smoked weed and then all this stuff too. Almost too cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, that's a false part. But we'll, yeah. we'll get to that. Yeah. You got to tell us how a- uh, accurate this is, I but think, for like Asian American. I say, upbringing. but I say stream just because it's, uh, you get to see a lot of like interesting things. Also, you get to see San Francisco because they're like some stereotypes that you don't see. And then you eventually do see uh, some fun stereotypes. Like, there's, I'd say there's different tiers of Asians that don't get seen because everyone's just like Asian, and then there's like Asian American. And Asian Americans, they have like their different types, which is like, there's the hype Asian, which is you wear like Supreme, you're like those ones. Yeah. Then there's like the classic Asian, where it's like, you know, listens to their parents. They usually like rock a bowl cut way too long in life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and then there's like the the successful ones who like had no guidance, so that was Ali Wong's character. Then there's like the burnouts who like they're usually like big achievers and stuff like that. And I'm like, there's not enough burnout Asians in TV because everyone's like, oh, you only get straight A's. But I'm like, I did find it hypocritical that he did play piano. So I'm like, ah, shoot. I'm like, he was good at one point. <laughs> Wait, he played. Oh, I don't remember that part. He rapped and played piano, man. Oh, he he played- <laughs> oh my god, see that's how much I didn't even think about that music. Um, Hold on. I get. Hold on. Uh, what? I love this movie. No, no. <laughs> this was like. You love it? I love this movie. Okay. Like I, I think this is a fantastic. This movie hits the mark on so many levels. Yeah. Like all different age groups, all different. Uh, you know, obviously, any ethnicity yeah. can enjoy this movie. This movie yeah. is not just for you know Asian Americans or Asians like. Or this Dennis Rooney's. Or there. Dennis Rooney's. No, it's for yeah. everybody. It it was really funny. Like and I hoped it would be because Ali Wong is a stand-up comedian and yeah. I'm biased and think that if a comic's involved in a project, like it ought to be really like yeah. plenty of laughs per minute and all that. Um, but it was also just a good romantic. It didn't follow like a lot of tropes that we see nowadays. So uh, watch this movie. I definitely give it a stream. It. Uh, I am gonna go with a hundred percent stream it. Yeah. This movie is stream. Okay, cool. For a second, I thought you were right, yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, we've been no. talking about Stephen. How do you feel? Just <laughs> no. listening and moderating. I uh, I I loved this movie, and we'll get into it. I uh, I I've gotten out of it in the last probably in the last couple of years. I haven't I haven't been as like into it, but like I love romantic comedies. That's fair. And I've loved romantic comedies since I was really young. And it has been so long since I have seen a good romantic comedy. A good dose yeah. of romance. Like a really solidly good romantic comedy. Yeah, that's true. And uh and this hit this th- this did a great job just being <coughs> first off a good movie and second off being a good romance movie and then third being a really funny comedy. Yeah. yeah. And for like like I think romantic comedies, personally, I think romantic comedies are really underrated as oh a yeah, thing <laughs> because it's just one of those things. It's like you're trying to thread so many needles uh, that, and like everybody kind of knows what's going to happen. Like yeah. you, ca- you know yeah. what you reasonably know what's going to happen in the movie, 
It's hard to make an audience but feel like they're still second guessing the movie, even though in their heart it's like, well, we know it's yeah. gonna, it's going to work yeah. out. Yeah, um, you know that they end up together. That's the poster. Yeah. They're holding hands. Yeah, like they're yeah. holding <laughs> hands. They love each other th- always. But um, but we'll get that into that in just a sec. We're going to take the break, and then we're going to be right back. I guess I have to start dating again. Ugh. Is there anything worse? You and Marcus are so cute. Mm. Oh, oh. Remind me why you never got together? There's way too much history there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He was one babe for a moment in time. You still have the Corolla? What are you looking at? My backseat? Because we had sex back there? <laughs> oh my god. So what do you think? That it might be even smaller and grosser than I remember. Hey, you better still be talking about my backseat. And we're back. This 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 movie. This 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 movie. So good. So so delightful. I want to ask you something, first of all, is that why do you think, and I want to hear your thoughts too, yeah. if you agree, why do you think like there aren't that many like really good rom-coms anymore? Is it just that it's formulaic? Is N- it? I, I, honest to God, I think that, <coughs> so I've got, I have one, I have one rule for romantic comedies that, that makes or breaks the movie for me. Full frontal nudity. Absolutely. Okay. And this one. Boom. The moment that he was peeing on the speakers and I saw his ass, I was like, I'm in. <laughs> I can't believe that's the only hundred percent on that, That's the only spoiler you guess. Hundred percent on Rotten Randall Tomatoes. Park's ass. Um <laughs> No, but uh but I have one make or break thing with any romantic comedy, which is uh every every romantic comedy follows the exact same formula in the sense that it is however they meet, they meet, they get together, they're finally together. They're happy together. Something breaks them up. Yeah. And then they get back together again. Yeah, that's always the story. That's arc, yeah. that's always what it is. And my my like litmus test for any romantic comedy is is if the thing that broke you up could have been solved by a 15-minute conversation, like real-life relationship conversation where you're like, "Okay, let's just set everything down, sit down and talk to each other." and work this out for a second. There are so many romantic comedies where it's like the woman saw the guy where like, it was I was like, helping your yeah. sister move. I was helping your sister move. And yeah, like like anything that could be explained in a 15-minute conversation where you're just like, no, you're wrong. You misconstrued that. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately, if, if that's what the, the turn is that breaks them up for a while, I hate the movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just not good enough. You yeah, didn't yeah. think it through enough. There isn't enough of a problem that happened. Yeah, that you guys are going to part ways. That you parted mm. ways. And yeah, people don't act that way. It's like Well, and it's just one of those things where it's like like if you look at some of kind of the great romantic comedies of like when Harry met Sally where it's like they're two friends who have been in love for like they they've kind of like tangentially been in love with each other forever and there's all this built up relationship around the two of them and then when they kind of stop talking to each other and stuff like that before the big moment of him getting back together with her it really is like there's so much there's so much intertwined within them that you couldn't sit down in 15 minutes and just unravel that yeah and and be back in love yeah and you know whether it's whether it's you've got mail or sleepless in seattle or something that doesn't have either tom hanks billy Crystal or Meg Ryan, <laughs> um, is that there's just there's just so many there's so many movies where it's like my because f- my favorite uh, uh, romantic comedy is a movie called Love and Sex, uh, which like nobody's ever heard of. Nope. It's a it's a late '90s, early 2000s. Wait, does that have um what's his name in it? The guy from Marvel, Iron Man's right hand man. Yes, that's John the Favre. movie, right? John Favreau. Yeah, yeah. John Favreau. Oh, okay. It's never mind. Yeah, no, I know it's this John one. It's John Favreau. That's not a bad movie. Yeah, it's yeah. John Favreau, and I can't remember the lady's name. It, she played. Uh, she played Jean Grey in the first yeah. three X Men movies. Yeah. Um, and that one, I love that movie because they their breakup thing is not that they their their problem that they had is that their relationship fell apart. Yeah. They were yeah. like a happy couple, and then their entire relationship fell apart. Yeah. Um. Your camera is falling all the way over. Yep. 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 That's <laughs> so cool. we're gonna no just tip it and then tip it forward. So there we go. The joys yeah. of video podcasting, ladies awesome. and gentlemen. Uh, See, that's to pick up what you're saying. That's kind of my only problem with this movie is that initially they're young kids. Um, Marcus's f- 
mother dies, and they have weird in the movie not depre- here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have like weird depression sex, which I thought was a strange time to kind of make the move, but whatever. No, dude, dude, that happens. I I want them I want them to do more of those like weird desperation things because I don't know. I've I've definitely been in one of those situations, have but you had if you no. funeral home sex. <laughs> No, but I definitely have had the sex where I was just like, oh, that's so sad that happened. And then you go for the comforting and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, the sex you know. happens. <laughs> no, because it's kind of like, uh, it's, it's an, I'm just going to plug another one. It's 50-50. It's the one with, uh, yeah. what's his name? Jason, Jason Gordon-Levitt. Right. But he, uh, he has sex with a girl, but he has cancer and the girl has sex with him because he has cancer. And I'm like, yeah. that happened. Dude, my friend had cancer. He, he recovered. But he's just like, dude, I got laid when everyone thought I was oh, yeah. dying way more. Well, no, and that was because that because fifty fifty is based on uh, Evan Goldberg yeah, yeah, yeah. having cancer, and that's what happened to him. Yeah. yeah. See, when I think this of that, like somebody dying and then having sex thing, I think Ooh. of that. There's a scene in uh, Orange County where I forget. I mean, I don't really remember that much of the movie, but I remember that basically it's these teenage kids at a funeral, and they're all getting drunk like quietly in the bathroom or something, and then they like have a threesome with this girl, and I just remember being a kid being like. That's vile. Like, somebody just died. Like, one of your friends just passed away. Um, but that is kind of my only problem with this movie, though, is that so after they have the sex, they go to Burger King. It's awkward. And then or they B- get into BK. Yeah, you know, BK is the best place to break up with someone. Because <laughs> you'll just, in all honesty, the smell of the burgers and then you staying away from it helps you. So that, I think that was a healthy breakup. You see them in under that fluorescent light. It's like there's no way yeah. you can hide anything. Like, you really know who they are. Well, and simultaneously, I think my... Like, I will say this is, is that my favorite thing that you just glossed over is that uh, is the relationship of like sex and suffering, like sex to suffering of any kind is that you're so you seem so turned off on that simply on the basis. I feel like because you're just so Irish, <laughs> like you're so like you're he, so Irish. Yeah. And you're like also you watched Orange <laughs> County and you looked at it and you were like. That is terrible that's of them, funny, but you're just right? so <laughs> Irish. That's not funny. I was, I was like, oh, I hope you know that many Irish people have been reproduced through sorrow. Absolutely. <laughs> they met, how do you meet the funeral? Literally Ma. all <laughs> of Ireland has been produ- has re- reproduced by sorrow. <laughs> Steven started that sentence, and I didn't know it was going to be a burn on me until about halfway through. And then there was a point <laughs> where I was like, oh, no, this is going to be a <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. When I'm sad, I'm sad. Like, when I'm... When someone's dead, I'm like, I don't want to feel anything other than yeah. But other hold than, on, other than drunk being, because Irish. Exactly. You, you, you missed other out on all this like you know sad sex you could have been having. Just you should just be I mean, don't get me wrong. As a Polish guy, I don't even understand the concept that like I could get laid in the first place. So like, <laughs> it uh, it doesn't connect. But so um, wait, hold on. The point I'm trying to make <laughs> is that you're saying well, anytime a 15 minute conversation can save something. These guys have been lifelong friends already for like 18 years, it looks like, or 15 years. Was I don't like, know how old they're supposed to be. Was it 93 and then they have like 2000, like, what, nine or something like that? Yeah, yeah like 2000. They've been yeah. friends a while and then they have this kind of weird argument over nothing and then they don't talk for 16 years? I'm like, Marcus well, seems no, like a nice guy. No, he never see, reaches this is out the and thing. apologizes. Yeah, this so is the thing. The big argument with that, yeah, so you go. You leave. Well, my big argument with that is, is that I get, uh, first off, they they mentioned it very very quickly, but it made it so that there was a reason as to why they didn't talk for sixteen years, is or why they lost touch, is that she went to college and he didn't. Oh uh, yeah, that would have. But yeah. And no. so I still feel like you keep in touch. I don't uh, know. No, that's a dude. That's well, I feel no, like that's like the big break. That like besides that, that's another additional breakup. And but yeah, yo. But like, but the yeah. other thing is, is that just like structurally within the movie. That not talking to each other is not the thing that breaks them up. Like that's not the breakup moment in the movie. Right. Um, it's just the thing that gets them to sixteen years later, and they used to be old friends. Um, is that what you're gonna say? <laughs> no, no. Well, I was gonna be like, well, the big breakup. So it's like a fifteen minute argue or like the fifteen minute conversation to like make the movie like whole is, you know, they have sex and then like you know. They they but it was like losing their virginity to each other, right? Yeah, that's so, what yeah. that's so that's certainly what one. it seemed like. It was big losing their virginity to each other, but two, um, her Ali Wong's character being like, "Hey, uh, you know, I just had sex with you because like your mom died," and then like it like just like escalated. That's and then, true. And then obviously that's where the career path split because the big one that they keep reiterating is 
especially like how because I just read an article about this is how big food was. Uh, Ali Wong's character like learned a lot of like small cooking things from his mom, and it even becomes yeah. like a later argument in the breakup later. Yeah, because she like goes on becomes a great cook and stuff like that, and like he's still trying to figure out if he can like you know succeed as a musician. And it's like one of those things where you see like the breakup and you see those paths because I think that's like realistically I like to see a rom com where you know that they're gonna break up because clearly that they're wrong for each other. But losing your virginity, like the loss of a mother, and just like you know clear career choices that are completely different is like a huge like you know reason for not being together. And then like you see the split there and like it's real why they wouldn't come back together because there's no actual crossover. That's true. Yeah, you yeah. Ca- I guess you really can't put enough emphasis either on like the d- just the going away to college thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm sure we've all had you know really oh, good yeah. friends in I high like, school like where it's like free range dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, I dropped I everything after I went to college. I started going by Dennis. My real name's Steve. Yeah. Excuse me. We also couldn't do a podcast Steve. with Steven and Steve. There could be two Steves on one podcast. Absolutely not. <laughs> the cameras would explode and yeah. light the cardboard boxes on fire. Um, Excuse me. Nothing. Uh, Actually, I want to tag one more thing on there. (laughs) Just because I'm just like, no, because here's even like the funnier thing. Because like, I'll give you one more better one. Because the way I lost my virginity, um, I lost it pretty early. And this was like, I I was like a freshman. I was like, it was funny. But I high school or college? High school. school, I went to I went to a private school. And me and my girlfriend at the time, she was still in public school and stuff like that. And Uh then like literally, I was like, hey, this might be the last time. I want to say I'm going to change. I have to wear a uniform next. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, then I lost. I can't be seen with some public school broad <laughs> walking around and town. Then, and then, yeah, I, I was like, I'm like moving on. Uh, basically, I was like, I'm moving on to bigger, better things. And then <laughs> I was like, I want to cherish this moment. And then, yeah. And then you were like, I also have cancer. Will you have we, sex with me? <laughs> we, yeah, I lost, my, I lost my virginity that way. But also, the, yeah, also the worst thing was. She she totally lied to me about being a virgin too because I was like, all right, fine, and I found this out later. She's like, oh, she's just into virgins. I was like, okay, oh damn. <laughs> there are people like that out there apparently who are like they find virgins and they're yeah. like, I want to turn that yeah. page. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I connected heavily to their sex scene in the car because I lost my virginity in a car, um, and. They that what I connected to so heavily was that they had like Garfield figurines or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah. In, the, in the movie, and the car that I lost my virginity in was decked out. It was my girlfriend's car, and it was decked out in Scooby Doo stuff. Oh my god! And and this is ex girlfriend, right? Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, Zoinks. This is when I was. <laughs> this is when I was. This is when I was. I think sixteen years old. I was a. I was a junior in. I was a junior in high school, and. Uh, and I thought they were going to do something in the movie that would have made me be like, oh, my God, I can't believe they did it. Was that when he after they had sex, they're like in the back seat cuddling. Yeah. And they're being really weird. And I thought he was going to start crying. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that what you did? Yeah. <laughs> you started crying? Crying in a van. Out of happiness? I covered no. in Scooby-Doo apparel. F- what was it? No. Guilt? Shame? It was terror. It was Daphne staring at you it from was, the window? No, we we had sex and it was very... It was Terror? Oh, no condom? It was no condom. Oh. It was very unplanned. We were just like, we were hanging out and we had parked the car and we were going to like make out and I was, I was, something was going to happen, but we had never had sex. She had had sex before and was fine with having sex and I had never had sex. Didn't think it was going to happen, just ended up happening and then I panicked and and freaked out and <laughs> what did she do to so console you also um, what ins- what instigated this in the scooby-doo van what, what was playing in the background well it wasn't a van it was a pink beretta Ooh, uh, yo i believe a, Chevy. a pink beretta so yeah. it, was, it was daphne's car oh, daphne's yeah. malibu <laughs> and uh and yeah it was it was something I have the worst story. If she's listening or watching, hey. I lost my virginity. He remembers the details vividly. I lost my virginity to a longtime friend who I had feelings for for a while, who eventually I dated in my own apartment that I was renting out. It's boring. Yeah. I remember one night I was like, can we have sex tonight? And she was like, yeah. I was like, all right. (laughs) That was it. You just asked for it so bluntly. Well, for a while, she was like, I don't know if I want to do it. And I was just like, like, what about tonight? She's like, okay. You're so Irish. Yeah, you're I'm so asking Irish. so please. And then I also I'm cried. I'm surprised that you're not married to her right I now. Wait- 
I'm win. legitimately surprised that you're not married to her. That sounds you like don't an have Irish kids. relationship, and their all names are like, like Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> I think about those little Spanish kids every day that, could, that we could have had. Those little Irish Spanish kids. They would have been. They would have been great. That would have been a different movie altogether. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna be, we're gonna come back with a spec for <laughs> this one. Yeah, we're gonna start working on the Des Rudy story. How good was the dad in this movie? Um, okay, the dad specifically, was, you know, Marcus. This is the thing, this is, the thing yeah. is that is that we we will circle back and talk about the dad in just a moment. But on top of what you just said of how good was the dad in this movie, how good was everybody? Everyone, yeah. The casting movie. was really everybody good. in this movie was yeah. good. There wasn't one person that I was like, you're out of place or you're a little bit weird or you don't quite yep. fit this role or it's not quite the right thing. Like, it really was just like, everybody's great and everybody's yeah. bringing their A game and everybody's, like, nobody's phoning it in. And there's also a guest celebrity who's also <laughs> great. Yeah. In there. That should have been, did you guys know about that going in? No, yeah. I did not. I, I did no too. <laughs> it got ruined for me and it would have been such a great holy shit moment. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it still was great for probably the best 15 minutes of the film. Yeah. I think Keanu Reeves being in this movie. Yeah. Fantastic. Keanu, this is my thing is that I loved it and I loved where they went with it. Uh-huh. And it was insane. Um, it wasn't my favorite part of the movie. Uh, no. It wasn't my favorite part of the movie just because it wasn't because because it wasn't about the two of them. I l- Randall Park and Ali Wong just sitting and having a like sitting and talking to each other. I think I could watch forever. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like no, I didn't that's, yeah, know that's strong chemistry right there. I did not know that like like there are certain people in this world, even just actors, not even like like there's certain people that I that I have clocked in my head where it's like Bradley Whitford, I can just sit and watch him talk. He can do whatever. I'll just I'll watch it. Who's it's that? Great. He's on the West Wing, he's in a couple other shows. Okay, like I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's in the new Godzilla movie. And oh. um and like Amanda Pete. Uh, is another person where I can just kind of watch her talk, and I'm like, yeah. I just like you. Yeah, You're just yeah. nice, and like, there's something about that with, uh, with the two of them, where it's it's a little bit the chemistry between them, but it's also just both of them as individuals. Oh yeah, yeah. Like like because it's not like once they leave each other's side. It's like oh well you're better than like you're about like you're they're the same compelling. people like they're they're great characters and great actors and funny as hell individually yeah and then they come together and they start talking and even when they're having like the dumpling conversation where yeah. they're sitting in the restaurant and eating dumplings and yeah. she's like this place is terrible and then she eats it and it's great because she just thought her whole childhood was absolutely terrible yeah and then is he that explains it yeah. <laughs> And he explains it is that it's like that I like that scene was so cute and so authentic in a way of like <coughs> of of truly being like like I believed that these were two people who had been friends their entire yeah. lives. Yeah. Their chemistry makes they're one of those couples on screen where when you finish the movie and you kind of think, well, they're not really together in real life, you're like, that's disappointing. Yeah. I feel like they should be together. Yeah, just a little yeah. bit. IRL. Just, 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 just a little bit. Just a smidge. But yeah, you know? no, like writing like that, like, that's also a big thing with like rom-coms. There's like not, it's very scripted and stuff like that. Like they didn't mm-hmm. have to do that one like little scene in the restaurant, but they did. And like even more so on that, just again, like Asian I- American identity, the hilariousness of that, like, you know, being like, oh, this place is terrible and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, they're so, they're so disappointed that we don't speak. Like, <laughs> yeah. don't speak candy. <laughs> we don't speak candies. And then he flexes that real quick because I'm like, that's the realest thing ever. Because like all my yeah. friends, they're like, oh man, yeah. let's go. Th- like any restaurant, any Asian restaurant that we'll go to, they'll think that because they're with me that I'll get the good stuff. I'm like, I've been to this restaurant, I know the good stuff, but I'll get the discount because I'm not any of those Asians. Even when I'm Filipino, like I, I go to like Filipino restaurants. I'm like, and mine's still just like a little bit off, but I can still definitely get. I'm like. That's that's yeah. stereotype is true. Where you do get discount if yeah. you speak the language. Yeah, making the effort at <laughs> yeah. least. Yeah, making the effort. But I'm like, it's that's just one of those like subtle things. I'm just like, oh man. I'm like, yeah, this wouldn't you be in any other movie. You don't understand how like like this. I will say that like as a like as a white guy, this happens to me because I live in I live in Ridgewood and Ridgewood is uh, reasonably Polish. Yeah, yeah, and I'm Polish, and but I'm not Polish. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I'm not. I'm like fifth generation. 
and my family was one of those families that like my family was one of those families that came to America and then looked at like looked at everything from Poland and went why do we need any of this? We're in America now. Yeah. And they just yeah. threw it away. Do you have a they were just like, recipe? we're Americans now. Do you have a dope pierogi recipe, though? No. Oh, man, you're no, so I disappointed. Put it all behind. No, so I disappointing. have nothing. <laughs> I, have, I have nothing Polish. And, like, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. I think it's great. But, um, which also I thought that was, that was something that I thought was actually really really fun and interesting about this movie from, like, a, from, like, a, from the perspective of, like, this being a movie that is predominantly, um, like, a- it's all Asian leads, and yep. then it's predominantly people of color yeah. past that. Yeah, Michelle um, Bateau and, like, all these other ones. Yeah, there. like, there's all these other people in it in the entire cast, is that, like, the, the kind of brilliant thing that I found from... Uh, that I found from the movie was, was that it was, it was very much about being a minority and it was very much about being uh, a part of a culture but simultaneously had nothing to do with that exactly yeah, it had yeah. absolutely nothing to do with yeah. that. nothing in this so movie felt forced like yeah, that. it yeah. wasn't forced in any kind of way it was just like it was very much that kind of thing that's like that's like these are that that just was these are people first these are human beings first yep and then it just so happens that they are, yeah. That you know that, that, so that you see that you see the culture, the cultural bleed in. The cultural yeah. bleed in does yeah. happen, but also the cultural bleed in is, it feels the exact same as like, as the cultural bleed in that has happened in that when you watch white romantic comedies or yeah. anything like that, where it's like, or you know, if it's if it's Jews or anything like that, yeah. is that it's like, oh, the Jewish grandma and that kind of like, like character that's yeah. in there. And they have all those funny little bits to it, but it's not so. It's not trying to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, like a movie about like like this is a yeah, vehicle this is for a, Asian, this is an Asian like, only movie. Get yeah, it's out. Not yeah. This very easily, this yeah. very easily could have been like a Hallmark Asian movie. You know what I mean? Where well, it's and like that actually that actually brings me to take away the campiness though. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That actually brings me to a point that I wanted to that I wanted to bring up is one thing. I finished the movie. And then, and I loved it, and I was really happy with just, like, the whole experience. And then I got really, really mad because... You said, where are all the white people in this movie? Exactly. I had the same <laughs> I had the same <laughs> moment. Exactly. That's fair, that's fair. <laughs> it's San Francisco, and you're not going to have one white guy? No. Uh, but the thing, that I, the thing that I got really mad about was, was you don't see very many romantic comedies anymore. Yep. And you don't see them get like when they're like you just don't see them out out in the wild in theaters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And what made me really angry was that I was like this it it made me really angry at white people and it made me really angry at marketing agencies. Yeah. Because my thought on it was was first off this this had to be reasonably difficult for them to get made. Yeah. Like it had to be reasonably difficult simply because it was like Asian cast, like, like, you know, all these different people of color, all this different thing. And even though that's kind of like trendy and hot in Hollywood now to, to be inclusive like that, it's like, we all almost missed out on this great movie because marketing agencies and stuff like that think they can't pitch it to like they can't sell it to anybody. Yeah. When simultaneously it's like if it's good, people yeah. will go. Yeah. If it is funny, people will go. If it is great, people will go. Yeah. And what made me mad about this one was this should have been in theaters. Oh no, absolutely. Oh yeah, this would have crushed that, in theaters. This would have crushed in theaters. Yeah. And though I'm sure that like I know that it's like like I'm 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 sure that behind the scenes, the reality of it is, is that it's like Ali Wong has done multiple specials with Netflix. Yeah, that's what I was. A a quick aside, and it's not even really an argument, but I would just say that like this movie was probably hard to get made if you look at it in like the grand scheme of things, where it took us so long and years and blah. blah. But in reality, I bet you this was probably an easy sell to Netflix after putting out those two great specials, absolutely, and coming up with a great script, you know, and all this. But and and I I agree wholeheartedly with that wholeheartedly with that. But the thing that made me so mad to a certain extent was that I was just like, 
this should have been this w- this is now sadly though Netflix is like where everybody gets everything and and it's uh and it's like the purpose of this podcast it but like it truly is like it's kind of relegated to this attitude of like almost like made to like made for home video market yeah yeah for where sure. it's like it's made directly for Netflix it's not a big major motion picture that has the ability to like reach out to a lot of countries and do yeah. a lot of different things yeah. and it's like it in all honesty more people will probably see it physically because it's on Netflix yeah and they're pushing it to lots of people but at the same time it doesn't have the same kind of clout as like it was in theaters and it was this big block box office like realistically thing, they know? just didn't want like the movie theaters to be like martyred with Asian people <laughs> Because I'll say that, like that's no, a funny, that's a is, that's a hilarious that like twist on that. Because even with like <laughs> movies like uh, Black Panther, it's like a whole takeover thing. But here's the one crazy <laughs> thing too. Here's here, here's here's a crazy thing too. Like statistically, uh, see, I couldn't say the, that and get it just no, brushed no, over. No, though. The, no, the ones the ones who the ones who've been like going to movie theaters the most. The demographic is like highly Asian. So it's, it's like a crazy thing. That was it's what I was about thing. to say. It's a crazy was thing. Was that I was like I was like it's it's been amazing. Because like when I went to film school in Chicago, and uh, I graduated, uh, I graduated eleven years ago, and so when I started film school fifteen years ago, God, I'm old. <laughs> um, is that like, like anything that was like Bollywood, anything that was Bollywood, anything that was coming from China, anything that was coming from Korea or coming from Japan, was relegated to art houses it was very limited release and run and nobody went to see them yeah and now it's like like i was amazed when i was and i and it's catering directly to an audience of people that are that are that exist but uh, like i was i was looking at a theater the other day that's on that's a theater that's in times square yeah half the movies are either bollywood movies or they are directly coming they're direct chinese yeah in new york city in new york (laughs) and it's like it's in new york there's a lot of there's it's like a lot of diversity for sure a lot of diversity and a lot of people but there's that moment where i'm like oh now there's enough that it's starting to actually like there's crossover actually happening yeah exactly um and it's also Times Square, so I'm like, it's New York, but I'm like, it's mostly tourists. Yeah. <laughs> it's mostly tourists, but at the same time, well, I like, see it. I see it all over at least too. It exists. Yeah, in exactly. Que- in Queens and, and even Long Island, though, which you'd say, well, Queens is super diverse, of course, as well. But Long Island, I look up uh, theater times all the time, and a lot more than I ever saw before. There's always like maybe just one, oftentimes two or three, like international films that I've never even heard of yeah. because yeah. because these people come out for movies, man. Exactly. And, yeah, uh, and that's and I like the voice you put on. For that. They come out these for movies. These people. These people. It's a compliment. I've always found them to be gay, great audience members <laughs> sitting next these to me. People. Okay. <laughs> these people. These international people. Guys, guys, I'm, I'm just I'll be the regulator. I'm like Dennis is fine. Don't this worry. Is <laughs> <laughs> just say, as an Asian delegate, I give approval for that comment. It's hilarious. The Get video is actually going to be the downfall of my reputation because I keep pointing at. <laughs> And saying things. <laughs> Dennis Rudy, twenty twenty. <laughs> this campaign's over. Uh, Hold on. All right. But but the movie itself, to because we've barely talked about it and mostly talked about just like kind of some banter. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's fine. It. No, no, we've we, we, we got we got no, some real I, subjects. That's also it. the problem when everybody loves a movie. It's yeah, like, it's yeah. like there's not there's there's a lot to talk about, but there's yeah. not a lot to talk yeah. about. Is that um, so to run through it a little bit? Is that I like like obviously like. Like Ali Wong is coming back into town to to open a new restaurant, and uh, and she ends up seeing so not even it's set up by her friend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shaw Bateau's character, mad uh, piercings. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it's set up that she ends up she ends up seeing uh, she ends up seeing randall park and ended up seeing marcus because the friend totally uh, set it up by hiring for the ac blah 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 <laughs> but um but i thought it was um it was like the the lead up to all of their to like them actually falling back in love i found to be really uh really funny where it just ended up as this thing where it was like they're just both sitting and judging each other's lives back and forth yeah, and of how different they've grown of how different yeah. they've and how, grown how, and how, how they're still the same still yeah and also how like how like and i loved how it came full circle at the end um where it was 
and and this is another thing that I find really great about really great romantic comedies is is that the characters listened to each other yeah. and changed how they were acting because they listened to another person that they loved tell them something. And so like he is talking uh, like she's talking about how he needs to he needs to take more risks and take a leap and jump and go do these different things and and not be afraid. And he makes that change and does it. But also, he's talking to her about the fact that, like, you're just making these she-she-shitty, really rich people things for white people. Yeah, exactly. And you're selling she, out the selling You're out. selling out yeah. your entire culture and cooking for white to, to make money off white people. And then the restaurant that she opens at the end is just a completely authentic... Yeah, tribute, tribute to the dead tribute mom. To yeah. the dead that mom. was such a great... I didn't see that coming. There were a lot of things I, in this movie maybe a little... Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure about that whole ending I, You didn't I, like Judy's no, way? I, no, I love the ending, but I didn't expect oh, that Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah, did yeah. not expect that. I, I like, didn't expect it until like two seconds beforehand, and then I was like, oh, this is going to be so nice. No, no, this is the thing is, is I, I ex- what I expected with her opening the new restaurant was that she was going to... She was going to do the authentic thing. What I did not see coming for whatever reason was the naming it after his mom and having all of the recipes be her recipes. Yeah. Did not see that coming literally last night laying in bed watching it by myself crying. Uh, <laughs> it was, that's how you know. It <laughs> got me. It, she showed him the menu and it was like Judy. It, it was way. emotional. Was like, it was emotional. Oh my God. Like I feel like I'm going to cry right now where it's just so sweet. Yeah, it was nice. No, that was. Um, I was waiting for her to turn and be like, and I want your band to play here every Sunday over yeah, brunch. Yeah, yeah, I, was waiting, I was waiting for the band to be there too. Yeah. But actually, here's a fun subject matter because like, here's one thing that I do hate with most Hollywood films yeah. is they never are honest about like that money matters and stuff like that. Yeah. And you see it throughout the whole movie, you see different like financial disparities, like him like living with his dad for mm-hmm. whatever reason. You see the hippie girlfriend, which is like super funny. Then you see yeah. like, the absurdity of anyone eating at a tapas restaurant yeah. <laughs> where yeah. he like causes the scene. He's like, I spent, I spent like 50 bucks here. I'm still hungry. And it's like, no, I'm famished. I'm so full. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> because I think that that's like a big thing in any kind of like rom-com. And then even more so on the, just like the parents being like, Oh, how come you don't want like a driver? Cause I had to tip. I'm like, it's fun. All these like little funny, like minuscule money things that pop yeah. up. And you're like, yeah. why isn't it going to work out? Because like, I definitely have had exes who like, there's so much more financially ahead yeah. of my living lifestyle. Yeah. I yeah. was like, it's like, why do you live in that one bedroom? It's because like, I do comedy all the time out in the city. But then you see this one where they're trying to make it work, and then you just see like the clash of like the financial lifestyles like happen. Yeah, the financial disparity is. Uh, it was yeah, it was well represented. It was almost they almost glossed over it too much between um, Sasha and uh, Marcus specifically, though. Yeah, like yeah. they seem very cool about like. You know, when they went out, who's picking up the checks? Like, they never had that kind of moment where it was like, I make really great money and you're, you know, you're fine. He obviously yeah. had money. He worked in no, HVAC. He but, was never like. But Keanu comes in being the dick. Oh, my God. God. Keanu is the one who is. So funny. He's like, he's like I'll that pick him up. Dude, when he starts throwing hands, like, I don't have a problem. <laughs> well, no, and I think that, like, I think that one of the one of the fun, interesting things of that was, like, like of that financial disparity kind of thing was the thing of like once Randall Park kind of realized that like money had like there were kind of moments it felt like where they didn't they just very subtly made it where it was like she doesn't actually care about any of the money like she really doesn't care about any of the money she just cares that she has these dreams and things that she wants to do and she supports him because she buys all the t-shirts she supports him because she buys all the t-shirts and she supports him with you know like with coming to the shows even when they're like when she's doing that thing where she's like that's my boyfriend yeah. that's my boyfriend if you talk to him I'll kill you <laughs> yeah. like and the band's not bad either yeah. especially for a movie band yeah, yeah the solid. movie band is solid their whole it's album's funny. on, on Spotify is, <laughs> is it really? yeah. no you can listen to the whole thing oh, on I, I punch Keanu and I listen um, to all <laughs> so good but um it's See, it's like the oh, sorry but like the yeah. stigma of being a regular guy that gets thrown around a lot especially yeah. when like they're they're all drinking in Keanu's uh, hotel or whatever, and two of them pick Marcus to die, <laughs> which is like it's funny. But then you really think about it, it's like if you were hanging out on like a double date, 
and that was being said, yeah. your feelings would be hurt genuinely. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. It would be like, it would make you feel so small. And then that kind of plants the seed in his head of like, I'm just a right. She says that on the red carpet. He's just a regular guy. Do you guys think like there's stigma to that? Because like being comics or in this case, uh, you know, uh, Marcus is a musician in the movie. Uh-huh. That's not like a regular guy. Musician. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's cool. He's got a band that's popular in a little bit of the Bay Area. Well, but, no, no, that's true. Like that, but there's nothing wrong with being a regular whole, guy. Well, I feel like now, especially like the whole like gender role, like identity of like being a bread earner definitely has changed. Yeah. So I feel like the stigma's not there as much. But there's still definitely people who still uphold that, like where girls won't date, like won't date down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. only date up. And then there's yeah. certain like guys who like guys. I feel like will date anyone. Will date down. Will date up. Will date sideways. Whatever. Yeah. Lateral I mean, all. Like it's. <laughs> Sorry, what was your question? My brain just shut off. Like, said, um, what's the, the problem with the stigma of being a regular guy? And like, what is that guy. today? Is that oh, just yeah, somebody yeah, who holds yeah. down an office job? And no, I think that like, I think that there is. I think they did a wonderful job of that. It's like there is. There is no stigma. I think of like, the regular guy. I think that there is stigma within celebrity. And regular people. Mm. And I think that was... Like, I feel like that's what they were trying to point out. Was this thing that, like... That's just, like... Just because you're a celebrity doesn't mean you can't just... Be with a regular guy. Right. And and then a little bit fetishizing that... Of that as a... He's just a regular guy. Is that it's, like... That is one of the things that, like... It makes it make sense for... Uh, for the... Ter- for, like, him getting pissed at her for it. Uh, yeah. Like in the story, but I mean, I think socially, it's just one of those things. It's like, you know, like regular. Like I have to admit, like personally, regular people confuse the shit out of me. Well, like, what do you mean? Like, what's regular people? Well, you know, I guess regular regular yeah. people. Regular people to me are people who have uh, people who have no interest in building and making things. And I don't mean like physically building or making things or whatever, but like literally, built. literally, yeah. <laughs> it's like if you don't appreciate Hair. this, get out of my. If you don't well, appreciate no, like, my cardboard rig, you don't deserve me at my metal. No, rig. but I've yeah, <laughs> but I. Uh, <laughs> that's amazing, especially because the audience can't see this. So they have no uh, idea yeah. This whole uh, fi- is being filmed on a cardboard rig. It's been made of cardboard and duct tape. It's environmentally it's friendly. But yeah. no, so keep going on like the no, but build, people who like to build, and then that's I, like I, a re- I just not this, regular person. I just, I just have this thing that's like. I feel like there are there are people who are um, there are people who are who passionate want, about things. They're passionate about things. They're passionate passionate about wanting to make things and build things. I'm very much one of these people where it's like I want to do I want to I want to physically build something. I want to make a show. I want to yeah. do comedy. I want to do whatever I'm going to do, and I want to create things. And I feel like the act of kind of like the act of physically creating something, no matter what it is is like like kind of a violently disturbing thing to the universe because literally to make something new in my opinion is to look at the entire universe and all that's going on in it and go now nah, this isn't right I got to add that's fair I got to change it I got to if I've got a blank canvas it the the like the universe is physically not correct until I paint it and I paint it the way I want to paint it and express myself in that way. And whether it's because if everything was right in the universe, then every canvas would be blank because you don't need it. You don't need it to be painted. It doesn't need to come out of a person in the same way that like standups need to get on stage and tell jokes. You need to be in front of an audience and change their opinion or change their their thought process of that day and make them laugh. It's like it's kind of a violent upheaval of things because you have to make change happen. And then there's a second set of people who, in my opinion, are just kind of consumers of things. Yeah, for and sure. And they don't. They don't. Ba- basic people, basically. But if that's okay, that? but if they they're okay with anything. it, it's like all right. Some people just want to sit. No. They want to go to work. They want to come home, eat no, food, and, and watch Netflix. And that's and and this is my thing is that's fine. And I and I understand that it exists and I'm happy that it exists because if all of us just wanted to make stuff it would just be too much cacophony. It'd be too co- yeah, it'd be too I feel competitive. Like, I Some feel would like say there's already I too many like things today. There, um, 
I feel like we're getting there, and if you look at things like <laughs> Snapchat or anything like that, it really is like there's yeah. like too much. Not everybody yeah. needs but a voice, you know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, seriously. Yeah. Uh, not yeah. Everybody, everybody needs not. a voice, but not everybody really needs to be heard. Yeah, not exactly. Just because you have freedom of speech does not mean you need to utilize use it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, but I think that, like, like, I have a hard time as somebody who is creative, and, like, and I've had lots of discussions with different people about this, is I have a hard time. Um, and it gets really dark and deep and like introspective to talk about, but it becomes one of these things. It's like, look, if you're not ma- like, in my opinion, like if I'm not making stuff, then literally all I am is do all I'm doing is hanging out until I die, taking up space. When it, when he was single, he was just crushing it at like <laughs> slam poetry <laughs> <Yeah>. meetups. <laughs> He's like, yeah, if you're not creating things, I'm just like, oh, I yeah. see, you. I see you. Get out of my space <laughs> if you're not in the race. Of course. <laughs> Of course I did <laughs> slam poetry when I was in college. But, okay. So just to kind of like retrace it back. But this is interesting too because even Randall Park's not a, like it just by the premise of like ordinary guy, he has his ambitions too. And that's also like the real part about like any kind of like coming together in a relationship is that they're both ambitious in their own ways. Like he has Hello Peril, yeah. she has the restaurant, and they're still also still choosing to do that. And then you see yeah. – and then – just to backtrack way more because, like, the whole, like, difference between, like, a celebrity and normal person. Because rom-coms do a good thing, too, where why would she be interested in a normal person? Because Daniel Day Kim's character, he was there. He was the supportive guy. But also he was completely mar- – it was more marketing because yeah. he was the manager and stuff like that. So that's why yeah. the appeal for ordinary people or, like, an ordinary guy would be way better because she was so caught up in the game. Yeah. And that's also, like, a weird stigma because, like um, like – Comedians dating comedians, that's like a weird thing too because some, yeah, some comedians make it work, but at the same time, there's a lot of ones who like your material that you make, especially in your comedy, where you can take criticism from friends, but if you're in the relationship with someone, says that someone didn't like your set, oh, that it's one way worse. Would yeah. ruin yeah. the whole set. And I'm I mean, yeah. like, oh my God. Because like I think about that yeah. one because, and we do fetishize, we still fetishize like, Money and people all the time. That's why Uptown Girl by Billy Joel was a song. He's like, yeah. Oh my God, I'm rich, <laughs> date rich girl. I'm downtown. What? I'm just like, That yeah. is the yeah. reality. And I'm like, It's it's crazy, but you do get to see the switch of why she wants the ordinary guy because she had this manager who was like pushing, pushing, pushing. Yeah. And they do the split, and then she's he's dating an influencer or something like that. Yeah. 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 I do think that. I do think one of the interesting things is is that um, that's how well the movie was written. That's how the, like more. No, I know. There's, there's lots. Of, it's really amazing because there's lots of layers on the entire thing, yeah. and like the money one, I think is really interesting because one of the things that is uh, one of the things that's very they don't touch on it except a, like a little bit with uh, with Randall Park is that like money doesn't matter to her. Yeah. She doesn't care whether he makes money. She doesn't care what she doesn't. She seems to be the kind of character where like she wouldn't really care if she made money. Yeah, yeah. like it's nice. It's nice to have all this nice stuff and do these right nice now, yeah. things. But like at the same time, it doesn't really matter, and it's okay, and and it only kind of matters to him in the sense that's like he thinks he needs to be fancy. He thinks he needs to be something more for her and in reality she does not care yeah. yeah and which i found i found to be like like that was one of the greatest coalescences of like him realizing that he could like him living up to exactly what he needs to be and then go d- going and doing his thing was put together in i think one of the funniest scenes i've seen in a really long time which was just him going to tom ford to get the suit right <laughs> before yeah the yes and yes. just oh, man. and and it had, the line had been ruined by the trailer on netflix which yeah. was so sad to me but when but when he saw the price and he goes it burns get it off it burns. <laughs> i just like like i just died laughing cuz it was just so yeah, it's just so funny. He's almost like a uh, too real too. <laughs> he's almost like Adam Sandler in The Wedding Singer, like his uh-huh. un- misunderstanding of money. You remember when Adam Sandler goes to the bank and he interviews for a job yeah. with Kevin Nealon, and he's like, "I understand this place has money. I would someday like to have money. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how it works, yep. but let's do some final thoughts." One yeah. thing I wanted to bring up real quick was uh, the uh, dead skin, dead skin, dead skin, like bathhouse scene <laughs> where uh, uh-huh. Marcus is with his dad and his dad's kind of telling him like. Open your uh-huh. eyes and get with this chick. 
because every once in a while I'll find a scene like this in a movie and I'm like, where is this? I want to try that. Like, is it, <laughs> do they do that a lot? Yeah. Like, you remember the bathhouse scene in Rounders? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I want to go to a bathhouse. Yeah. So have you guys ever gone to a place like this? No. No? Like, that that no. might be an Asian thing. Yeah, me and my dad used to do that. Do you <laughs> guys used to, to do that? When, when, when we went to the Philippines, we did that whole thing. And it was like the whole like... Because I feel like in like... Especially like America, like especially not like, you know, not minorities, like skin maintenance and stuff like that. Like there are no spot eyes. Guy, guy spot eyes don't happen. But I'm like, it's, yeah. so, it's so comfortable. I'm like, all right, cool. So yeah, I've done that. But it's... I recommend it. I'm like... Why do Asians look so young? I was like, because we do that shit. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I don't think it's because yeah. they wash their face with shampoo. Like, what do you do? Just well, no, there was shampoo. a great, there was a great meme that I saw online that was like, that was like, how do you look so young? That was, it was from this. Yeah, it yeah. was literally, and it was uh, the dad saying, "How do you look so young?" And then it was Ali Wong, and it said, "I use, I use face mask, lotion, this, that, another, another thing, this, that, another, another, another." And he's like, I wish I could do something like that. I wash my face with shampoo. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's how. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, main, Taking care of yourself is one of the ways that yeah. people. By the way, yeah, just be confident. Tear down, you know, toxic masculinity yeah, tropes. Just go. And just go to a spa. I got to go. I got to get, my, <laughs> no, I gotta I get mean, my toes that's, done. That's one of those things. It's like, I think what's I think what's hilarious is, is that I feel like that's one of those things that has now grown as like a toxic masculinity thing yeah. where it's like where what's funny is that there, it seems to be that there's this gap and maybe it's just in rich and poor but like yeah. with, when going to spas and stuff like that it really is this moment where it's like old white dudes like that's normal yeah, they yeah. go do stuff like that. They, they, don't, they don't care. They go to steam rooms. <laughs> they go get massages. They, they go take care of the themselves. Gym. <laughs> yeah, they're at the gym. They got their balls out. They're just like whatever and like and then there's like a middle range of guys that I feel like are like or like I'm not allowed to do that stuff or I'm gay. And yeah, it's yeah. like it's like what? That doesn't mean anything. And yeah. then there's a younger generation of us that are starting to be like, What's this lotion stuff? Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know where to start, but you know, you should I don't uh, know where to start. But I should start. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so I'm gonna go on I'll, record I'll, again. I'll go to a spa with you, Dallas. We should go, dude. Here. Dude, we should go. I want someone to rub me down with green <laughs> leatherly looking gloves and take all this dead skin that I didn't even know I had off of me. <laughs> Called exfoliating, dude, dude. You're gonna, they're gonna pull. Out, you're gonna look like a snake skin. They're just gonna pull. <laughs> <out like that. laughs> the thing is, like, this is hilarious because I'm like, uh, as an Asian guy, I'm just like, oh, I know, I know what that looks like and stuff like that. I'm like, I just maintain my skin. I'm like, I'm looking at you. I'm like, Dennis, it's gonna be so much dead skin. Dennis is literally <laughs> molting. There's a husk of me in the corner. He's gonna, he's gonna come out a bit like, man, I lost ten pounds. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's all dead skin. You should have been doing that. The whole I can time. feel my blood <laughs> flowing through my veins. Yeah, uh, I love this movie. It was funny. It was emotionally hit the mark. Uh, it also, you know, it doesn't follow a lot of uh, timelines that a lot of rom-coms follow. Like, she breaks yeah. off with the main dude halfway through the film. They get together three-quarter. Like, it's not like they only finally come together at the end. Like, there's, yeah. a, there's a lot to it. They hit the parenting thing on the head. Yeah. It's not just a romantic comedy. They're yeah. dealing with parental issues, yeah, too. Yeah. And, like, dealing with childhood, feeling like you, you know, got screwed over as a kid. I like this movie a lot. Watch it with yeah. your family. Watch it with your girl. Watch it alone. Whatever you want, watch it. It's good. Yeah, Loved I love it. it. Yeah, I I definitely recommend it. Uh, obviously, representation. I'm gonna keep playing that <laughs> one. <laughs> but besides that, like literally, like a lot of movies, there's so many unnecessary parts. But I'm like, every scene was like really necessary to just add to like the full element. Just so even if you didn't understand a character, you got like little tidbits. And obviously, like throughout the whole podcast recording, we talked about like money, family, and everything yeah. like that. And I'm like, that's something that more rom-com should be rather than just the relationship yeah. but just like yeah. why it's so hard to be in love because of all the factors i will i will say this just in closing is that um so i love this movie i think ev i think everybody should watch it simultaneously i did realize while you were saying nice things about the movie that uh there was a point about three quarters of the way through where i got really really angry at the movie and i was just like i was upset and the thing that i was upset about was was that thing that you have when you watch something and it's so funny that you're mad at how good they did, like they did yeah. in making it. Yeah. Like, like where it's just like, God damn, like fuck you. <laughs> like, like just every scene's got a solid, like has just joke after joke. Every scene is buttoned by like a wonderful little one-liner. The amount of like w little lines that they had going back and forth in this movie were so amazing. Yeah. 
and that's literally the only thing that I have bad to say about the movie is that I'm like it it's was so, so good. It's <laughs> so funny that it made me mad. The bar has been raised in his book for rom coms yeah. now going forward. Call it always be my definitely. <laughs> yeah. All right, that was terrible. Okay. Uh, no, keep, keep going. Yeah. Keep going. What else you got but for us? No, 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 no. That's all. That's you, all. No, uh, no, 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 I don't know, man. Randall Park's just so charming. Just see the <laughs> okay, movie. That's it. That's, that's, just that's watch it. the that's movie. Uh, uh, underneath, always be my maybe. Asterix. Randall Park is so charming. Marcus, plug some stuff. You run a bunch of great shows in New York uh, yeah. City. I'm sure you're on Twitter and Instagram. So, Let yeah, them know. I'm on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Marcus Cardona, one word, all together. Um, I also do produce shows all over. I run two monthly shows. One is... Uh, send nudes every third Thursday in Chinatown at Boston over ramen. Come early for the ramen. Stay for the comedy. And then I Boom. also do have uh, another show at One Mile House in Lower East Side. And then Group Text, which is a weekly show, every Tuesday at Slane at 7 p.m. where uh, you get to see comedians' egos break and then build. Check out all those shows, but check out Group Text. <laughs> group Text yeah. is a lot of fun, I could say, from firsthand experience. Yep. Uh, this is Netflix Book Club. As always, thank you so much for coming on, Marcus. Oh, thank you guys for Really having enjoyed me. talking yeah, to you. Yeah. I loved all this. Yeah, man. Rate, subscribe, subscribe, <laughs> rate, subscribe, review, all that stuff. We will see Smash you guys next week. Smash that like button. Yeah, right. <laughs> Everybody say goodbye. Bye. Bye.